Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. into this upcoming podcast. This podcast is a little different. I sat down with one of the professors at the ICC, Gabe, and we took about an hour to review my portfolio. Now, it's something you can listen to as you know, you're probably listening to this right now through your podcast app of your choice, but I highly recommend going over to YouTube to watch this video so you can have more context on the comments that you're hearing Gabe make throughout the time. Also, I thought that this would be a really good time to mention my website is up and running, evanfurnish.com, and you can actually review it alongside Gabe when he's going through the video to critique my work. And on that page, it's possible to listen to the podcast, and it's also possible to message me. So feel free to go to the contact form and send a message about your thoughts on my portfolio, what I could communicate better, what I can do better. Or if you want to be on the podcast, I would love any one of those things. I'm going to be sure to link the YouTube video into uh, the comments of this podcast. And I would really appreciate it if you went over to our YouTube channel, which is Industrial Design Journey um, on YouTube. And subscribe, like the video, comment if you have any questions. I just want to make it so that if you search Industrial Design Journey on YouTube, that you'll be able to actually find it. Uh, We have one video up already, and I'm sure we will have more shortly. Thanks for listening to this intro, and I hope you enjoy my interview and portfolio review with Gabe. A really good place to start, I guess, is because I have two portfolios. One is the print one that I have. Mm -hmm. I think this is the most updated one, from my understanding. It should be. I've changed the order for different, you know, job applications and stuff that I've done. Right. And I also um, have a website as well as the two separate things. Uh, but this is pretty much, for the most part, unchanged from, uh, what month was that last year, like April? Or when you would have submitted your portfolio. Yeah, 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 for the most part. It's a very, especially in InDesign, it's a very intimidating task, um, so I just didn't really go into it. But what are your thoughts on, like, paper versus website portfolio? Oh, that's a great question. I am, I think I'm on the, on the tail end of the adoption curve when it comes to at least encouraging students when it, uh, for, for website design. I have my own website and I, I use it because it's a great resource for easily updating your work. Yeah. I still think there's value in the portfolio as a document and one of those values is understanding page layout and, and getting yeah. a grasp of how to communicate your story on a page. Mm. So I still think there's some value there. Whether or not it still needs to be a full PDF like this, I I think these are going out of style, and I think we're going to start at the ICC's shifting, so we're putting more of an emphasis on website. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you already started with the website. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of your classmates, a lot of the juniors, are doing the same thing as well. The storytelling is so much easier to uh, identify and assess in the PDF. Yeah, I think because it has a start and finish. With website, it's it branches out. Yeah. But that's one of the things that I'm going to be looking at is the storytelling. How oh, you're telling your story. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> glancing at this earlier, I could tell this was, that was something that you weren't really flexing. Like yeah. You weren't really telling the story of who you are and how you go about your design process. Like you have these, these snippets here, but I think there's a lot of things that you can get into deeper. So I think there are, there are several different passes we could take when we look at this. One is just the technical. Okay. What are you technically doing right and technically are there things that you can improve? So that is like typo and alignment. Um, if there are any issues of like what where your images are or are they placed in the right spot? Those are some technical issues that we get to take a look at. Um, 
And then we could talk a little bit about style as well. Mm -hmm. And that's less subjective. That's why technical is its own yeah. pass. And then looking at the style and aesthetic is, is another thing. But then storytelling and skills mm -hmm. and, and highlighting who you are as a designer and what you can contribute to whoever might be considering employing you. So in regards to, to the technical side of this, for your ideation pages, they feel a bit spread out. I might encourage you to consolidate them a little bit more, maybe not so much on that one, but definitely on this one. Mm. I, and then rescanning the image too. So <laughs> you see how some of those arrows are almost invisible. Yeah. I think that's because you scanned it to be black and white as opposed to grayscale. Um, so the printer was trying to make a decision, is this a black pixel or a white pixel? Yeah. And so that's why you end up getting a real crispy image like that. So I would suggest rescanning that and then maybe taking it into Procreate and adjusting the placement of some of these things so okay. it feels more composed. I think that would help that page feel a little bit more complete. So I guess this is a more comment on the storytelling. Um, that was all done on an 11 by 17 piece of paper. I drew it and I was really proud of the fact that I had, because my issue is I don't compose when I sketch an idea normally. Yeah. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compose a sure. ideation sketch. Mm -hmm. I was really proud of that and I thought I showed it there. But do you feel like it subtracts, basically it's not doing a good job of either. Like it's not doing a good job of showing that I can compose and it's not doing a good job of showing my hand sketching. So it's kind of like a weird middle middle state or what do you, what do you think about that? I think it's, I, I don't think it's a bad composition, but I do think it can be better. Yeah. Not only the composition of each elements to its, to the other elements on the, on the page, but also the composition of that sketch on the page Oh, overall, right. yeah. Those are two sense. things that I think you can you can tune up just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, should you be proud of that? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. if you put that on the wall, it helps communicate the story very well. Yeah. But now that you're putting it in your portfolio, you have an opportunity to tune it up a bit, and so I think that's where you can tune okay. it up just a bit. Yeah. This modeling, you said this was uh, the first time I had used SolidWorks. I I not only learned the program, but I learned the importance of the details. This is kind of speaking to storytelling your statement is, I learned the importance of the details. I would love for you to dive into that just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Maybe have an explanation or some call outs where you maybe focus on one part and identify some of the details that you had to think through to make this part work. Yeah. Some of the drafting, some of the fillets, um, the, some of the dimensioning that you had to consider as you were building these parts out. I yeah. think that would go a long way in helping the, the viewer understand the significance of why you put this project in here. Yeah. Because that's what you were learning in this project is, mm -hmm. you were learning how to take a, uh, an existing brand, some of the design constraints of that brand, and design something new using that design language, but also modeling it and getting those dimensions to work with existing dimensions. Um, this is the most rewarding part of the process, being able to see your product as you designed was thrilling. That, I think, just the syntax of that sentence. It doesn't make it sound good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I, I actually had to read through that a couple of times <laughs> before I understood. No, that's bad. Like, if you were to say it out loud, yeah, I could understand, but reading it was a struggle. Okay, but then final design, while completing this project was rewarding, the most valuable part was learning through the process. I had identified some of the things you learned. Like, you already talked about the details, Yeah. but maybe a bullet point list of some of the things that you really took away from this project. Oh. That shows that's going to help us look at this project and understand why this project was important, but then it also helps us understand this guy can learn mm -hmm. from his experiences and he has an idea about these things that he's already listed. Um, so now we're moving on to the, the branded backpack. And this is another storytelling uh, element that I think you're really missing here is the goal of this project was to design a backpack for New Balance while learning the design thinking method but there aren't many elements of the design thinking method that should be included here. Design thinking method is, it's very human centric. And yeah. so you developed, you would have developed the user persona for this assignment and you would have been identifying their needs. And I think that's what's missing mm -hmm. from this. Everything else about it is well constructed, like great competitive set, great identification of brain language, mood board. Like those are all really valuable skills. And yeah. I don't think you should undermine that you can do that and did do that for this project. But if you're saying you're doing design thinking, then include what makes design thinking different from any other like non-human centric design model. 
Uh, I love the way you compile these sketches. It's active. It tells a story. I can see the things that you considered uh, and explored. Design guidelines, multiple carrying positions, pockets with easy access from traditional wearing position. If you have a period there, put a period on all the other sentences. <laughs> Similarly, um, capitalization. I do this as well. If it's a two two sent uh, two word sentence or or phrase, yeah, I'm so tempted to make the second word capitalized. Absolutely. When I'm not doing that with any anything else. Uh, so adjustable storage, structured bag, versatile styling, quick, simple interactions. What you have here, you might want to do something like that here, mm. where you identify what the problem was that you're trying to solve. Yeah. Again, that speaks to the user and mm. and who they are and what they what they need. But that is going to help us understand that much more why these design guidelines were important. Yeah, absolutely. And the finished design. Okay, well, it ended up much differently than I had originally thought, which is good. Like yeah. that's the nature of design thinking, is sometimes you end up somewhere completely different. Uh, I think this shows the value in ideation and sticking to your design guidelines. Good. Another technical issue, you could call that an orphan or a widow, where there's just one word on the end um, of the phrase. I think with a paragraph of this size, probably not a huge deal, but uh, just something to keep in mind. And then I might suggest that you either rewrite or type these so that when you are zoomed out on, on the page or, or browsing through this very quickly, mm -hmm. they're a little bit easier to read. Like, I can read most of these words, but I tend to lose words like customizable. So moving on to the museum design concept of this group project was to create a museum exhibit about manufacturing processes that are informative and engaging. Yeah. So you said three things in there that I think on this project you should really explain how you did that. Uh, talk about the, the manufacturing process. Yeah. Talk about how it's informative. Talk about how it's engaging. Mm. Which means you might need to make your storyboard a little bit bigger and add some words to explain yeah. how they actually engage with it because that was that's like the actual design problem solving yeah. uh, that you did right here. And this is, uh, certainly this is problem solving, but this is uh, a lot more of a stylistic choice of, of um, how you can get a theme expressed in a, in a space. Uh, I don't know that I would include the foam core model. Like, okay. I don't know that it actually contributes that much to the story. What you could do instead is take something like this and blow it up so that you can provide because I think this communicates more yeah. than the foam core model does. So yeah, you could blow it up so you they understand the context in which you were designing this exhibit that you had like a little hallway right there. Why did you make us do it, Gabe? This is your this is your. <laughs> I'm not making them do it this year. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw all of your models and thought, you know, those weren't that great. <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't have them uh, do it this year. <laughs> A quick note while it's on my brain. Yeah. So the top right corner, you kind of zoomed in and showed mm -hmm. it for a second. It was my your contact info. Yeah, my contact info. And I was told that by another professional. Yeah. He was like, because you never know when somebody just screenshots like a thing you do exactly. or a page or stuff like that. Yeah. And it's important to do that. And is it too unreadable? I, I, like, I was thinking like, it's you might not even notice it if somebody took a screenshot of just one page or the spread. I don't. I can't tell if it's because partially I'm looking at a shrink down version of a screen at mm -hmm. lower resolution on it, whatever. Yeah. But do you think it's too small or anything to be done there? Uh, I think you could give it a little bit more visual weight. Yeah. Whether the text is thicker or darker, and then I would maybe move it down just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's going to get cut off, and it's not a perfect printing job. Yeah. I looked over your portfolio once, and then as I as I was sitting here with you, that was the first time I noticed it. Oh yeah. Which that's not the goal of it is for it to get noticed. It's to stake your claim if this uh, document gets shared. Mm -hmm. This is great. I, I, I think the the description here, you could probably uh, condense yes. this a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, so you say, back in 2017, I designed a user interface concept on a napkin while riding in a car. In 2019, I was finally able to create my idea in a more tangible sense. I think saying something like, what started as an idea, what, what started as a napkin idea in 2017, I was able to start working on. Mm -hmm. I was able to realize in 2019. I don't know that riding in a car is crucial to this. No, story. it's not. Doesn't make it that much more impressive. No. Just makes me like happy because I remember where I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. When you're riding it, you're like so excited. Like, oh, oh they want to know yeah. all of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, I think that can probably be if someone is is if you're talking about this with someone, that can be part of your story. Yeah. But written out, it doesn't 
feel as relevant, mm -hmm. especially because people don't spend a lot of time on any of these slides. The actual ergonomics of this, I would suggest you take this and overlay it onto a phone mm, and show it yeah, hand yeah. so that you can, so that people can see like, oh, that actually does look like it's more comfortable. Yeah. And I would also show like you can switch from right-handed to left-handed interface. Yeah. Maybe with a quick touch of a button. And here you say each logo you see in this, in this operating system was designed and created by myself. I wanted to like a double space there. Uh, Make something completely new and intuitive. Each app has its own unique color, but a uniform style is applied throughout. It's great to describe it, and I don't think you should get rid of that, but I, you have this space here. Mm -hmm. I would say lay out the icons that you designed in that uh, space yeah. to celebrate the fact that those are, are different and those are, are, are yours as well. Okay, that makes yeah. And then I think you do a good job of communicating the, um, communicating the use of any of these. It might be that much more uh, impactful if you show it on the mock-up of a phone and show someone swiping and, and tapping with uh, their thumb in, in you know, any given position. Um, I don't know that you need to do that, but that could be something if you wanted to improve this project, that might be a way that you go, so, go about that. A deliverable I did as part of this project, just kind of just for fun that mm -hmm. I did, I went into Adobe, to call uh, XD, I think so. Yeah, which is the where you can kind of do like really rudimentary like prototype. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is how it works. And I made that. Yeah, like, and it's a I think it's an open link that if you clicked on it, you could go to it and click on it and see okay. different behaviors. Yeah, is there any way I could incorporate that or? Oh, absolutely. Anything? Yeah, um, you could include like in one of these open spaces. <laughs> include a, a QR code yeah. or or embed it as a link if this is going to be an interactive PDF. Yeah. You're going to continue to share the PDF. Um, on your website, you can just share the link sure. there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's something that you should celebrate. The fact mm -hmm. that you created a, an actual prototype and this wasn't something that you mocked up in Illustrator yeah. and moved everything around manually. The furniture set design. This is another one where I think you can really outline what you learned and what you were working on through this, like the purpose of this project wasn't this, it, it, it was to design furniture, but there was learning objectives yeah. inside of it that, that Trayton wanted you to learn as a result of, of completing these. The ideation page I think is, is good. It shows lots of ideation. If anything, it's a bit crowded. Yeah. I don't know if it's that big a deal though. So your chosen design was shapes. This design plays with the idea of two shapes interacting with each other to produce a uniquely modern design. But words like inevitable, I don't, this isn't making sense to me. This feels a bit esoteric. <laughs> and split back design, repeating across every piece, this split offers both function and beauty. Yeah. You can absolutely stand behind, like, it's a style choice. Function, I would want you to explain. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a reason, but I can understand it's not immediately clear because, I, I can just say it now just because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was because I wanted to do the table like this appear like it was all one thing. I talked to Jacob Kessmer mm -hmm. about it and he said that you can't bend wood like that. It'd be like literally right. impossible. Yeah. So, so you have to have a split. And since I had the split there, I was like, well, I want it to feel really intentional and Connected because okay. I don't want there to be a split, so I did that. Honestly, I don't know if I'm still making a decision again, but it's okay. That, but I made that decision, and so I need to communicate that better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think just communicating that because now I understand it and appreciate it that much more <laughs> now that I have an yeah. idea of why you did that. Similarly, you say uh, comfort. Both the base of the table and the seat are upholstered steel frames wrapped in a comfortable fabric. This allows the user to be comfortable in every aspect of their dining experience. Yeah. In every aspect of their dining experience. Yeah, and I have a reason there. Okay. But I, and I, when you're reading it and you're in it, you never take a step back. I yeah. feel like you need somebody. So for that, I wanted the uh, feet to be actually accounted for. So you can rest your foot on something soft. Because like oh. under your chair, it's like okay. you, you always hit your knees on, I don't know. I don't know, because all those you know old, old tables and stuff have like, for some reason they have feet that actually have like feet on them, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I always hit my feet and stuff on that. And that was just something that was on my brain. It's like, you know what, I'm going to make it so you can kind of rest your feet on a soft fabric. Okay. A lot of words to say something kind of on point. Well, I think that it, it, if it was a design decision and it motivated why you 
designed the feed that way, I think it deserves a little bit of space so yeah. you, can sh you can share like, hey, I thought about this detail. Yeah. Like I didn't just say, hey, let's let's round these off and call it a day. Yeah. There was a point behind this, and I think regardless of whether or not anyone would agree with you, the value is you're you're showing. I think through why I do things that I do. Yeah. And now that you know a little bit more about um, like what fabric you might use, yeah, I would suggest maybe revisiting this and saying it could be this kind of fabric, this kind of fabric, mm -hmm. uh, just that adds a little bit more of legitimacy and um, authority to the design. And then personal projects, compilation of my artwork, woodwork, and other projects, maybe a little bit of explanation behind any of these. <laughs> and are you putting your Wolverine uh, shoe at, can you put your Wolverine shoe in? Uh, so I can't, I can't, okay. that's on the website. Great. And then sketch pages, I think these deserve scans. Yeah. So that it, it's, I, I mean, still have them, so that's good. <laughs> I did save them. I, I actually took a picture of these while they're on my wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they look like it. I know yep. it's hard to tell though. Yeah. That explains some of the, some of the shadows. Yeah. But uh, I think the, Celebrating hand sketching is great, and I want you to celebrate hand sketching. But taking a picture of the page and then cropping it, I feel like that is almost a violation. Uh, I would I would suggest taking a picture of it, and you could look at not cropping it or scanning this in, so you still get the texture of the page and see that it's hand sketched. Remember to set it to either color or, or grayscale, yeah. so that it picks up all the uh, the nuance in there. And I think that might get you something that looks like it belongs on the page a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, because that was definitely one of those things where the composition wasn't great on all of them, and so I kind of made that decision on one of mm -hmm. the ways I was going to crop it, so I repeated that decision. Yeah. Which kind of might have repeated a problem. Um, and then another thing when I was, it's just been so long, I kind of want to like think back about it. Right. Because I actually, this summer, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but I spent multiple weeks working on a catalog for the company I was, I am working with, and it was over 50 pages and I had to do it in a week. And so I was in design, master pages, this, yep. print it out, have 30 people review it, and the people are sending me back 30 different errors. And so I get PTSD when I look back <laughs> right. in InDesign and think about all the hours and hours and hours I spent in it. Yeah. But in the same way, that was this summer, and I, I have learned a lot about the program, the way it works, I'm already thinking of ways I can do it better. So how would you like tell someone, because I feel like as designers, it's really common, it's a common feature for us just to want to tear it all down and like start over. Maybe that's not true. Uh, some, some designers definitely think that way. Some are incremental and, and their drive is I can take this yeah. and make it better. Yeah. And some designers think it'll never be good enough. I have much better understanding of how to do it now, so I should start from square one and make it better. Exactly, that's, that's where I am. Yeah. Um, it's like the best thing is the next thing, so I'm always mm -hmm. you know, trying to do. Um, so are you asking, do you need to tear this down and start again? Well, what, 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 what's your advice? Like, because in my brain, that is that is where I go, and that's what I did with the catalog, because the catalog had all the, it was made by another designer with mm -hmm. their different construction of a document, different things like that. They had so many things wrong with it. I told them, I'm like, I'm going to rebuild this, and yeah. it ended up making it quicker. So I look at this and like, is there a way I could rebuild this, make it quicker, better? I don't know. Uh, so I think the removing how I might emotionally respond to a similar situation where I would want to just start from scratch and, and build something over again. I think a reason you might want to actually do that is if the scaffolding of the document is bad. Yeah. So you've spent time in design, you know that there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that are, yeah. that are hidden that make this work or, or not work. Yeah. You can just drag and drop stuff in there. And if that is your method and you think, I want to make this better, then I might suggest starting again so that you build the documents well. Yeah. So that it is easier to update. It that's, and that's exactly it, because I'm thinking about this document and I'm thinking, I actually, like, I, I pretty much custom compose every single one of those pages for yeah. the most part. That's a lot of taxing work. Mm -hmm. And it makes me very hesitant to go back into it and embrace the website, which is what we can talk about next. But sure. I mean, I think I think your advice does does make a lot of sense. Well, one thing you could do is you could uh, cannibalize this 
for something new. Like you yeah. don't have to necessarily try to redeem this document, but you can take some of the things that you spend a lot of time to create yeah. and maybe scrub the content, but leave the framework there so yeah. that you can use that as a, a master page or a template for future documents. Yeah. So you're not wasting your work and you're learning from some of the things that you've already started. That, yeah, that absolutely. And I kind of did that on my website. This is when I was learning industrial design for the first time, like going through it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have, didn't have a style. I, I would say I still don't have a style. On my website, I try to define one a little bit more. Yeah. But I felt when I looked at all these other portfolios online, each one just felt so cohesive. Yeah. And like every ideation page had the exact same style. Mm -hmm. Every render had the exact same style, everything like that. I was doing this on school computers, on a different computer every day, yeah. on paper, on iPad, like jumping over is chaotic and it's hard to look at something and build like a cohesive theme. Mm -hmm. How do you like, recommend like approach that? Simplest recommendation is buy a template online and yeah. let someone else do that work for you. Mm -hmm. So that they are the ones who decide what the, the color palette is, the, the framework for each page. Like that's the easiest way to go about it. Uh, if you were to start from scratch and do it yourself, then I would try to see if there's a way you can make those decisions ahead of time. Like, hey, what are some of the colors that I'm going to use? Do I want to keep any of my kinds of pages consistent? Mm -hmm. So that if I use this color or this template, they know it's an ideation page. Got it. Uh, and then use a grid. <laughs> like that's, yeah. the, that's the best thing you can do in, in, in an InDesign document, is make sure that you are abiding by the grid that you've established mm -hmm. so that it feels like it belongs together. Yeah. Uh, overall, would you say this at least felt like it belonged together, um, like in terms of overall mm -hmm. design? Until we get here, this feels yeah. this feels like it doesn't belong. Yeah. Uh, but everything else feels like you, and this is slightly different. Like, it, I think it still feels like it belongs. Yeah. But it's just a very different flavor than everything else that you have. True. And what do you think about including that project? Do you think it adds? Because this is weird. If you show this to somebody, like, what does he want a job in? Mm -hmm. You're like no idea i have no idea what this person wants to do and i think that goes back to uh storytelling at the yeah. beginning i think you should tell a little bit more about yourself you say i'm an industrial design student at the international center for creativity in columbus ohio i'm interested in designing products that balance the beauty of design with function keeping the user in mind which is great but i think every designer should want those things yeah i think you should talk about the fact that you are insatiably curious yeah that you are always thinking about a better way to, to do something and you want to learn from all different kinds of disciplines yeah. to be better at what you do. Mm -hmm. So something something like that that helps explain not only like giving context to the projects yeah. so that this yeah. UX uh, interface doesn't feel out of, out of place, but yeah. also communicating this is the value that I can give to you if that, you hire me. Is that, I'm gonna keep learning. That is a great, I, that, it like kind of just clicked when you were giving that explanation. Because if you look at this project of somebody that, like for instance, if I show them the Audible Box project and they're like, uh, well, and I'm presenting it as look how good this is, rather than frame it as look how much I learned exactly. in a short time. Yes. It looks different, the images look different, you're appreciating different parts. That, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, especially as you're, as a student. Like yeah. You really need to sell not necessarily your specialty because you don't have one and not no. even your style because some students have developed a style but I wouldn't expect anyone to develop a style that yeah. happens naturally over yeah. many years but if you can communicate how you are willing to learn from any experience that's what's going to make you a valuable asset that and you do have the skills to actually pull the stuff off yeah thank you appreciate that yeah there's only one other thing is you have skeuomorphism here and these bright colors Nowhere else. Nowhere else, yeah. Like we have a little bit of the skeuomorphism well, here. I had like a, I think it was like a free trial or something like that to like get the images, and they had like eye contacts. Okay, yeah. Yeah, really excited. Yeah. So, so yeah, those feel very out of place. <laughs> I um, like them. Oh, lot. they're great. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if you want to use them, make sure that it's consistent. Yeah, with the rest. absolutely. And the numbers might also be a bit meaningless because we have the introduction and two yeah. is projects, three is passions, four is contact. But do you have that no. numbers here? No, I don't. Yeah, so that you don't make any sense. You don't uh, revisit those numbers. It must ever. have been a four number icon pack. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was the free one. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay for five. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's move over to your website, which I actually have not looked at. So this is going to be my first first time looking at it. Brief design a shoe for twenty twenty 
gold. Inspired by plastic skates and construction, $90-$220. So what I'm going to be looking for when I see these things listed in the brief is how did he address each of these things. Okay. And I, I read this as a mood board. I don't think you need to label it as a mood board. And it is for, like, there, it needs to be rigid, right? Was that one of the, or was that what you decided? You decided you wanted it to be for this market. It needed to have a safety toe. It needed to have a safety and toe. That, and uh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't say that. That's a huge oversight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was like the drive of this project. <laughs> and I have it kind of here, but I, that should definitely be communicated better. And on that note, I think you can show some of the existing safety tail products yeah. to show that that's your competitive set and like nothing looks cool. Yeah. And so the gap in the market is like, hey, would a 20 to 24 year old want to buy any of these existing shoes? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Probably Instead, uh, but a stock image of tools communicates nope. <laughs> a lot. Oh, shoot, I, I, I hadn't gotten close enough to uh, There you go, boom. Yeah, yeah. that's... I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he wants a shoe he can take a lunch break in without feeling like he's wearing work boots, has never owned a pair of safety boots or safety shoes before. Yeah. Does not want to spend a lot of money on an expensive pair. Does not like traditional work boot styling. That's fair. Yeah. Kevin Bird, 25 year old construction worker. Priorities safety toe, athletic styling. That's interesting how you read it upside, like backwards. I'm just thinking about that. Because your eyes definitely go to the goals and frustrations yep. first. That's an area of greatest contrast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess that that's the most important part, I guess, if I sure. wanted to read something. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> this is a great ideation page. Thank you. Like, it shows that you were thinking through some stuff, but it also looks really cool. Thank you. And great notes, the subtle W grip. Yeah, you're doing a lot of things well on this ideation page. Oh, thank you. And so the, the decision there that I just want to talk about because on this a, page, or no, yeah, on that on that page that you were just on. That one, okay. No, no, the, sorry, the other one. I don't know. Ideation. Whatever. Yeah, that I put it sideways because I thought I don't know if I even want you to read it. Like I don't know if that's important. I had it there because if there was for any reason like confusion or something that it was there on the side to like clarify what it was showing. What do you think about the sideways, or sideways ideation? I think that works great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it also feels thematically appropriate. Okay. Like it, it like the, the, the typeface that you chose for that, it's bold and strong and feels like it belongs with mm -hmm. this page where it's, it's gritty, there's texture, it's rough. Uh, so I, I, think, I think it's fine. Uh, it's not that long of a word. The longer the phrase is, the less it makes sense to put it sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ideation, that's, it's perfect. Okay. Don't worry about it. Strong but subtle W branding. It's actually harder to see the W in these images. Like that that's one, true. I see it immediately. But here, I'm looking at almost everything except for that W. True. It might be worth it to bring in some reference images from skate styling mm. so that even if someone isn't as familiar with skate styling, they can see how you made the choice to take some of these elements that they're now more familiar with because they can see your mood board for skate styling and turn it into something that looks like it could be on a job site. So I think I should replace at least part of that original image that we were looking at, like the, that one. Yeah. We should replace that with something I did kind of in my New Balance project, the very simple, concise, competitive set, the very simple and concise, whatever the other one was. It sticks with you. <laughs> yeah, yes, clearly. Uh, yeah, I think that could work. Okay. Now it's gonna bug me, what was it? Brand, Brand language, language, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, but that's an interesting thing to bring up. No, it's one of those ways. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to bring up uh, is the idea that one of the things we're talking about is that Wolverine doesn't really have a strong brand language and they don't have a quarter panel yeah. logo. Mm -hmm. I don't say that anywhere. You should. I really should. Yeah. yeah, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted, hey, I want to give them something that this could be your new quarter panel logo or design mm -hmm. or whatever. It's functional, it has your the W in it, all that stuff. I don't tell that story really anywhere. Yeah, so I think something like this is going to be great, but 
make it bigger. Bigger, yeah, okay. This this seems like appropriate uh, yeah. for how much space it takes up on the page. But since that's such a driving force for why you made some of the decisions you did here, yeah. I think those should take up more space on the page. Yeah. Outsole, you know, it's getting technical. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is overall communicating that I went into detail. Yeah, I think it, which is fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is great. Does it kind of end flat, or does that end? Uh, to answer that question, uh, to answer the question you didn't ask, could I make a more impactful yeah. final image? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you should keep this, but maybe show the uh, flashy image again. Okay. Um, do I just, is it tacky to show the same image again? I don't think so. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, because now I see the, the, the W on the, on the shoe, even though I knew that it, it yeah. was part of the design, I can appreciate that W on the shoe now that much more. So yeah, I think, and a little bit stronger on this one, and make the W a little bit easier to see here, and communicate what you were trying to do in this project. Yeah. you did some really, really cool things, but you didn't even mention them yeah. in, in the brief. Well, it's because I'm, I'm humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want, don't want to brag. It's not good enough hardware. So I think you did a great job of designing these slides. Okay. Whether or not it feels like it really belongs on a website, yeah. I think remains to be seen. There might be some ways that you could break it up so it doesn't feel like we're looking at a slideshow. Like on the last on the last project, it didn't seem to bother me as much. Yeah. But here, because I think there are multiple paid, multiple elements that you're trying to frame within what would be the slide, it, that feels appropriate then for that context. Here, it feels just a little bit out of place. And most of it is that a lot of the images are now smaller. Yeah. So I think you might want to give yourself a little bit more breathing room, like flesh it out, have more images so that we can appreciate some of like the colorways. Yeah. They deserve more, I think they deserve more than, uh, well, you should be big too. A lot of things on this uh, project should be bigger is what I'm saying. Okay. I think yeah. this should probably be its own spread. That could be its own spread. Like that could be a spread identifying the way that you solve the problem. So maybe you could combine this with other, some of the other ways that you're solving the problem. Yeah, it's so, the, the issue here was that I, I was trying to make one medium, kind of one, because uh, we had a four slide limit, and that right. was. That's four slides, one, two, three, four. And so you can you can tell, so, oh. yeah. So, like, I, so I'm saying you're 100% right. I'm yeah. just saying I try to make the best mm -hmm. with you know, the least amount of Smarter, not harder. Totally. Yeah, and I get it. I, I would do the same thing as a student. Um, so for the four slides, four, four slides are great. Once you put it on your portfolio, I think it, it's going to deserve a little bit more attention. Yeah. This one was one where I actually started, uh, like, I'm going to have a style. And okay. so you can kind of see the style. It feels more cohesive, I, I think, than yep. other projects. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't done that before, and I tried to kind of retroactively apply that style to the Wolverine project, mm -hmm. which you kind of see that I, I did by not, by so like I, I framed it. I was using bubbly, sort of roundy thingies. <laughs> like you know, I was trying, I was trying to have that same sort of vibe. The yeah. other one was obviously better because it was built that way. Yeah. I built it for that feeling mm -hmm. um, from the beginning. So I guess that that's just me talking about why the feel is so different from project to project. So I wanted to go very story heavy. Mm -hmm. So I was going to break up my um, projects by like ethos, logos, pathos. Ethos is uh, credibility through like experience. Logos is logic. Pathos yep. is uh, the emotional yep. appeal. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do that. Didn't end up doing it. Um, so there's just pathos on two slides there, which both yep. mean emotion or like, you know empathy or yeah. whatever. So it does work, but it just might be confusing if I like. Just looks like that's the name of your design for yeah. Somebody thought that's what it was, and I don't mind it. I think it's a cool name. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sure it's already been taken. Yeah. Since empathy is such an important skill in design thinking, like I'm sure there's a pathos design firm out there. Uh, okay, so now I can see the theme. I, I can understand yeah. some of the, the rounded edges on these images now. Dimorphic, maybe even include a definition of dimorphic. I think I, I, think I do. 
But up there, you're saying include it at the beginning. Um, hence the term. Okay, there you oh, go. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But you get to find it, which isn't great. Should be clear. Yeah, this, this feels like uh, exposition that should be happening earlier in the story. Understood. So brief, design buildings for Cedarville to bring more vita uh, vitality to the town. Decide between open or historic concept. Historic design buildings with a little change to surrounding buildings. And match the current style. Open, imagine the future of Cedarville with the town in mind. Cedarville not stay the same way forever. Okay, that helps explain Does, the historic versus open. It, it communicates the direction I went, do you think? Like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. It looks like you selected open. Yeah. Um, do, are you showing anything from your historic work? No. I don't know that you need to even include that then. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was uh, yeah, what I was trying to do is like, oh, the premise of the project is there's two, old and new. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess part of my concept is the idea that it's like old and new at the same thing. It's like fake storefront behind it. It's this amazing new modern thing. Yeah. So there is value in that, but I don't think it's the most. I, I might retcon the story so okay. that you say, this project I wanted to design <laughs> yeah. and, uh, the, the future of Cedarville. Yeah. Um, because this, unless unless you were in the class, that doesn't help me understand or appreciate all yeah. the stuff that you did. Chosen concepts, dimorphic. So I think you should still keep this, because concept is so important when it comes to um, architectural design. I'm really proud of the concept. Yeah, because um, it, it was I was on a Wikipedia page looking at a cedar tree and I was like they're dimorphic. Yeah, which means they have two uh, different appearances even though they have the same name. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Perfect. I got really excited. And I don't know. No, I think it's it's a great word to capture the concept that you're going for. Mystery. The storefronts indicate a historic feel. Mysterious structures rising over the storefront. Are, are those the mysterious structures? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Walking down the street, you see the focal point drawing pedestrians to this new world. Okay, so that's the focal point. Yeah. I might crop that a little bit more. Uh, yeah, great, great point. The new shapes and materials indicate that there's a lot to be seen with the dimorphic design. That one feels less clear to me. Are you, are you saying that because this is some, some non-traditional shapes that there might be more going on? So what I was trying to say was, if you zoom out a little bit, it was now that underneath that area doesn't oh, okay. look anything like the storefronts behind it. Yeah. But that I don't really communicate. Like it's kind of vague. Like, yeah, I think that is vague. I think that needs to be clarified. Yep. Protection. The covered underpass means that space can be used all year round. It offers a feeling of protection. Sure. You, if you wanted to, uh, show different seasons looks like in different seasons. Aspiration, the dimorphic sculpture indicates to people the purpose of the unconventional design, not explicitly the past. Okay, sure. Contrast, emphasis. I want to, I don't want yeah. them to feel like our viewers to <laughs> watch me read everything. <laughs> this is something that I think you should show. Uh, porch space, allowing people to live on different levels use, using more space. Uh, show some tables out here, just yeah. to show people living and uh, and just lounging up there. I think that would help a lot. Absolutely. And so now we need to talk about what a lot of you, your classmates, struggle with is like, how do I show everything that I've worked on when I'm trying to get a job in this discipline? Like, how is this project relevant? Yeah. And I don't know what you're going for, but we've already seen two shoe projects and an architecture project. What I would do is, and maybe you already do communicate. Well, I've this. had I've had two backpacks, uh, two backpack design projects, oh. and uh, in this and one shoe. Oh, one shoe, yeah. Out. Sorry, it was the soft. I forgot soft because I changed <laughs> that to shoe in my brain. Um, I thought I hid that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's about me. I clicked yeah. on it. Strong passion for learning. Industrial design is a field with endless avenues and encourages continuous exploration. During my time at Cedarville, I've internships, graphic designer, industrial designer, leaning on my undergraduate education experience, prior work experience. No such thing as waste experience because every moment can be used to learn and grow from. Good. That seems like you currently working for American Lawnmower Company. 
Yeah, that I wanted to hide. Oh, your design philosophy. Yeah, because I got I got really, you know, you know what, what what's the word you used earlier for? Like it kind of seems pret not pretentious, but it was the word you use for like you're just kind of using fluff and you didn't know like what it was about. Esoteric. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? That's kind of the nature of esoteric. Yeah, is, that makes sense. Uh, and I don't even know that I said that right. It's kind of like <laughs> complexity and mystery for the sake of yeah complex and mysterious you i you, think that makes that's awesome i love that word that's like my new favorite word i could i could be misusing that i could be getting it wrong this did remind me to delete that part yeah. uh, until it's polished and actually made something good uh, and we've already looked at rather sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say what you've included there i think that's the kind of thing that you should include in your portfolio Got it. the pdf basically saying like i love learning about things but i might consider shortening it yeah and separating out some of the information so it it might end up looking kind of like a resume, but you could have a section where it says internships and you could show like a bullet list of some of the internships yeah. that you've had. You could say some of the values that I have and or, or some of the interests and you can list some of your interests. And that way your introductory bio can be a whole lot shorter and more inviting because that paragraph, unless I'm intentionally wanting to engage with it, I can't passively like absorb the information, I have to parse it. Yeah. So that is a suggestion. Sense. Uh, but the reason that I went to this page is because I wanted to see do you address the fact that you have a variety of projects in there? Yeah, that's great. You might need to spell it out. Yeah, say, yeah. my program, in my program, I took, had to take classes architecture, product design, transportation design, and well, those are the three main disciplines. But you say, I loved my experience in all of them. I want to get a job in this, but no experience is wasted. Yeah, or something along those lines. Uh, yeah. So make it clear to the viewer that like, yeah, you've taken, you, you put your best effort into all of these projects. These were for classes that you had to take as part of your program, but you want to get a job in this. And then maybe in the, in the bio where you say the kind of work that you want to do, include a link to the project that best represents the kind of work that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So you say, to see, to see a, the, my best example of the kind of work I want to do, you know, check this project out. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of like speechless right now because it's all just like, Facts, like this is really good stuff. Well, good. Well, I'm glad yeah. it's getting recorded so you can look back on <laughs> yeah. Okay, the furniture says, all right, so this is. Yeah, this is a retroactive. You can kind of see I tried to like restyle it a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think similar to what I said about your backpack project, I think this deserves a little bit more work so that it makes sense on a website. Yeah. I. This is already cleaner, like I can see the work you've done, but I think if you're gonna do some more work on this, make these bigger so that we can really appreciate the sketching and the work and the ideation and exploration that you put into each of these concepts. This feels... Unneeded. Yeah. I probably wouldn't read it if I was looking at this. I don't, if you included an image, like maybe yeah. that image, you talk about flex and, or I'm sorry, flex, so that we can associate this with the uh, artifact that you designed without having to match the words, if you wanted to keep that in there. That was, now the thing there, that's the, the website itself gives you very limited text okay. options. So yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like three separate like text boxes, I think. Sure. But yeah, that's still, I can fix it mm -hmm. in a different so I think looking at these, uh, if, if you can associate them with the image, I think it's gonna make it a whole lot stronger. Con uh, chosen concept, wrap, uh, plays with the idea of two shapes wrapping around, wrapping around each other to form their function. Okay. I thought that was kind of clever, felt good, had yeah. myself in the back for that. Mm -hmm. To form their function, yeah. You could underline them if you want. Uh, true. Hey. I think I, I think I can underline. Like that's how limited the text stuff is. <laughs> yeah, I, you don't even know if you can. Yeah, I don't know it. if I can underline or not. Yeah. I don't. It's very limited. Um, I think that's interactive. Uh, oh, you can't. It, it's oh yeah. There cool. it is. Oh, this is why it takes forever to load. These images are ginormous. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't think they compress them at all. No. That's fine. I guess. So this is stronger than your PDF version. Okay. Uh, in, in the storytelling sense and helping us understand why it's significant, but I think you could still go deeper into like why I made these design decisions, what I learned from this project, 
and maybe a little bit more uh, credibility in, um, well, you might, if you can't re-render that. I, sh I think I have those saved. Consider re-rendering that, yeah. that's I not the back, way the grain would go. I look, I look back at all, like, near, like a lot of these renders, and I am not too impressed with any of them. And they were great for when you were first learning Keystone. Yeah, yeah. But now you understand, oh, that I, I can change that. Yeah. And I would encourage you to change that. And then you have some professional work here. Awesome. And then a link to the podcast. This is cool because I just, it's a player built in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found a way how to do that. There's a code you just drop in and it works. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. So by the time people are listening to this, they will be able to see They'll this be able to see on it. your website. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pare it, pare it down. Um, because it's really long, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like get rid of a lot of the gaps. Oh, perfect! Yeah, I, think I, I would make it. I would expect you to. We've been talking <laughs> for about an hour. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's about perfect timing. Um, do you have any like like I, I could go on for hours about the difference between like the web thing? It's the web encourages sure. like, interaction and sharing. I would say more yeah. portfolios should be more fine tuned. I think to where you're pursuing or what you're pursuing in storytelling more maybe? Um, are you talking about the portfolio in, ge in general? Or no, the uh, paper. The paper, the PDF. Yeah, the PDF is more storytelling and should be angled towards who you're showing it to. I think that's a great use of it. Okay, Yes. yeah, because this is more of a catch-all. Like anybody mm -hmm. that Googles, you know, they could go to here, Yeah. figure it out. But other than that, I really think that's it. Do you have any like thoughts or anything that you wanna? Uh, I'll, I'll make clearer and and or reiterate what I had said before, communicate what you can contribute to the person that's reviewing this. Yeah. Because uh, like you have you have good work and you have good philosophy on design, but every good potential hiree has that. So communicate what's gonna set you apart. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not even what's gonna set you apart, but what you are going to be able to contribute to them. And for you, it's the fact that you have the initiative to start a podcast about design yeah. because you want to hear what other people have to say. Mm -hmm. You want to start networking in a way that feels like natural. And yeah. you want to have these conversations and record them for other people's benefit. You want it to change the way we think about our phones, the way yeah. we interact with those things. Like communicate that you have ideas, that you're passionate about learning, but you also have the initiative to get it done. Mm -hmm. And you're, you don't wait for anyone to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that's that is fair. It's hard. It's hard for me to like say that sometimes because sure. it's because it's who I am. I'm like this is. Of you course. kind of assume that everybody you know, operate within your own perspective, and yeah. so you think it goes without saying that this is the way people operate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, it's nice to know that's noticed, and you gave me some ways that I can actually communicate that because it just feels like there's, you know, you're, I'm looking at everybody else's stuff and trying totally. to do theirs. Yeah. And that's just not. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. This is this is great. I'm gonna really enjoy editing this because then I'll get to rehear all yes. the stuff a lot. Yeah, and get to go through and then put more effort into it. Really internalize it, and this is a great idea. Uh, and I appreciate you asking me for this review. <laughs> I appreciate you too, Gabe. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Evan.